Next on BYU Sports Nation, you've got the power! That's right, you decide the expansion team, not named BYU, headed for the Big 12. We'll play Meet That Candidate, plus Chip Brown of Horns Digest on how Texas sees Big 12 expansion and what they think of Brigham Young. Don't forget about the man who broke the news on Jimmer Fredette taking his talents to China. David Pick joins us. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, August 3rd, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with MPSF Championship Trophy designer, Jerem Jordan. Nope, because it would have been a little bit bigger than that thing that we have on the (laughs) set, which we still have. Men's volleyball cares that much about winning the league. It's a goal. Championship or bust. The MPSF Trophy now has a beanie as well to uh, Uh, protect itself for the approaching uh, winter months. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. (laughs) Made by... Leah Garner of the women's golf team. Uh, that's true. Yes. Yeah, the, the, not the it. trophy. The head cover for... No, I made the trophy. <laughs> Apparently. The head cover. What were you club. thinking? Yeah. This yeah. is a trophy fail, Jerem. I wasn't thinking, obviously. <laughs> hey, Taylor Sander won a few MPSF uh, titles, and now he's hoping to win an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, that's right, man. Just one of the Cougars competing in the Summer Olympics, which start this Friday. He's there. He's he's there. Jared Ward, I know, left yesterday, two days ago to attend the Zumba. And then uh, you know Mike Wall, of course, former BYU great in volleyball. He's really assistant cool. coach. So Cougars in the Olympics. We'll have that covered for you as well. The opening ceremony's Friday and then uh, a lot of the competitions start Saturday. In a lot of ways, three weeks. in a lot of ways, the boring summer hasn't really felt like a boring summer to me. The Big 12 helped quite a bit, didn't it? NBA Finals were great. They went seven games into late June, two major soccer tournaments, now the Summer Olympics, and the Big 12 overlying theme. It's been been a good year. It's been a fun year. And and we're, what, this weekend there's football? Sort of, right? Exhibitions, fall camp. Football. It's it's something, right? Yes. As much as I love my Mariners – I want other, some other stuff to kind of get me through the, the uh, doldrums, the dog days of summer, please. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Speaking of BYU football, fall camp starts in two days. Yeah, All yeah. players will report for camp tomorrow. Tune in to BYU Sports Nation on Friday, our fall camp extensive preview as we discuss everything you need to know about what leads up to game number one. And the first practice is Friday morning, second is Saturday morning. So we will have full coverage uh, right here on BYU Sports Nation. Hang with us and follow us on Twitter. BYU ranks 34th in the Associated Press all-time college football rankings, which is a compilation of all AP rankings since 1936. Utah's ranked 64th. Mm. Why did we throw that one in there? I don't know. Hmm. Weber State announced its men's basketball schedule. The Wildcats played the Cougars in the Marriott Center on December 7th. Still waiting for BYU to announce its non-conference schedule. We know some of those games. Still waiting for the full schedule. And women's soccer is 16th in the NSCAA preseason rankings. They face four top 25 teams, including number two Penn State. Team practice starts tomorrow. Bring it on. Also, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Meet that expansion candidate. Today, we are playing the role of the Big 12, and we are making the decisions on which schools to expand with. Well, then. 
Okay. Will it be an expansion of two teams or four teams? Answer, we're going with the consensus of most media outlets as of this morning and the results of a poll question I sent out yesterday. 70% of almost 700 votes say the Big 12 will expand by two teams. So I declare expansion by two teams, Jerem Jordan. Well, two is way more fun than four. That's another reason totally. to do it. Four? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, three other teams. Okay, who's the other team? It's more dramatic. First team in. The TV show and radio. First team in. Blue goggles synchronize. BYU. BYU. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the Big 12, man. Someone tuning in right now is like, what? BYU's in? (laughs) In theory. In this hypothetical situation with the blue goggles on, the BYU Cougars are in. How about this? How's Gene Gray? How about this logic, though? The tweet from at art director BYU. All these Big 12 candidates want to say, quote, imagine what we could do with P5 money. While BYU says, look at what we've done without it. That may be Gregory Welch's greatest tweet of all time. No that question. Is such, that is such a good point because what has BYU done without Power 5 money? Been a Power 5-like school. Mic drop, BYU's in. But who's the second team? Answer that with our Twitter question. If you were the Big 12, which team would you pair with BYU in conference expansion? Of course, it's BYU TV. It's called BYU Sports Station. So BYU's in, baby. That's what we're saying. <laughs> First tweet, at Andy Newman 08. He used the hashtag BYUSN. I would want the best quality possible to ensure conference stability. Since he has great potential top to bottom. To decide who else is getting in, we're going to play everyone's favorite BYUSN game show, Meet that candidate! Now keep in mind the criteria set forth by Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby Bowlesby. and the head of the Expansion Committee, OU President David Bourne. They cite athletics, fan base, media market, academics, and reputation. Let's meet who's behind door number one. Well, Spencer and Jerem, this candidate for Big 12 expansion boasts the 20th most wins of the past 10 years of FBS football with 88. They also are the third largest university in the state of Texas, and we know how big Texas is. They have one Heisman Trophy winner and are the reigning Power Six Conference champion. (laughs) Meet the University of Houston Cougars. All right, the Houston Cougars, candidate number one, and a pretty good resume. 11 conference championships, 18 All-Americans, and as Ben just mentioned, the one Heisman Trophy winner. I believe, yeah, they're good. along with Ty Detmer's BYU, Andre Ware of Houston is the only other Heisman Trophy winner from a non-Power 5 school like in the last 50 years. That's right. They're the hottest non-Power 5 football team, not named Notre Dame, right? A group of five out there. Uh, they, Power they 6 won. conference champion. Eh. They they won a New Year's Six game over Florida State last year. They were fantastic. They lost one game. They, so they're the hottest team out there. Great TV market, Houston. I think it's number 10. However, they don't own their own footprint, right? It's not, uh, Texas A&M is an hour and a half away. Uh, they, Texas Long Austin is what? Uh, like an hour and a half, two hours away or something. They don't own their own footprint. No, the teams in Houston that garner the most attention are A&M, and UT Austin. And the Astros and the Texans and the Rockets, Isn't right? that crazy? The yeah. University of Houston is not a draw in its own town. Let me let me preview. <laughs> yeah, and oh, the, the Dallas Cowboys are in the state as well. Um, how about them Cowboys? Also, okay, the AAC title game, a Power 6 title game, if you will, was held at Houston last year against Temple. Two ranked teams. 
The stadium is 40,000. That's not really a Power 5 stadium, is it? The stadium is 40,000. It did not sell out. There were 35,000 people there. It did not even sell out. They can't even sell out their own stadium for a championship game. That doesn't scream Power 5 to me. You've heard the good and the bad for the Houston Cougars. Who's behind door number two? This Big 12 expansion candidate has 14 conference titles, is tied with BYU for the 16th most wins in FBS football since 2007. It's the second largest university in the state of Ohio, although should not and will never be confused with the Ohio State University. Of course. Notable alumni include Sandy Koufax, Oscar Robertson, and don't forget Kenyon Martin. Meet the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincinnati, contestant number two. Now, the major card, I have no idea. <laughs> we should ask Boney Fuller. He sent out Bearcats that looked like actual Bearcats last year before BYU played Cincinnati. That said, Cincinnati, the, the biggest card they are playing right now is... Travel partner. We are the travel partner potential for West Virginia. They don't have to be on an island anymore if you add us. Also, OU President David Boren has been favorable to Cincinnati in the past. So, are, are they the team you put in with BYU? Here's what I like about Cincinnati. The Big 12 gets into Ohio, right? You get into that region, a little bit of a different region. TV market's 36, by the way. That's only two behind Salt Lake, so it's not like BYU's much better in that regard. The but Ohio State owns that market, let's be honest. Right, yeah. Almost all these markets are going to be owned by somebody else, right? BYU doesn't even own the Utah market. They, they have the majority, right? But Utah's in it, okay? Travel partner with West Virginia is positive. The endowment's really good. It's higher than the average estimated endowment. Um, 1.2 bill, 1.1 for the average Big 12 team. 101st in the Directors' Cup, so they're not even a top 100 athletic program in America. And then they are Ohio State's little brother. They they really are. Like they, you're right. They don't own the footprint in there. But that football team is quality. Like they are a seven to nine win team pretty consistently. They've been to a New Year's Six game uh, under Brian Kelly. Is that that yes. Notre Dame's head coach? Yes. So they they recently have been a solid program. Last year, not the strongest season, but it, like you look at the last 10, they, they've been a good football team. Although Brian Kelly did not coach them in that BCS game. That's right. Game. That's right. Well, neither <laughs> he, did Urban he, for Utah in 04. He yeah. helped them get there. Cincinnati, I feel, in large part, is a program on the rise, and they have a very good basketball tradition. I, I think that they are a solid they, program. They've beaten BYU in the NCAA tournament. What they have, They certainly have a case. They don't have the political backing Geography that, say, Houston is, does. Right. Geography is their strongest attribute Yes, right no Geography. question. Houston, it's uh, the politics, right? BYU is like, they're just the best school available. Okay, so we have politics. We have geography. Who's behind door number three? Spencer and Jared, this candidate for Big 12 expansion owns a 5-4 and four bowl record, five conference titles, was formerly known as West Tennessee State Teachers College <laughs> and boasts the mighty sound of the South as their marching band. And yes, I'm scraping for good info here. Meet the University of Hugh Memphis Tigers. We remember those guys, don't we? We remember oh, those. Oh, the Memphis Tigers. Hey, but they've had an amazing last two years in football, Jerem. Aren't they the hot team? This segment brought to you by FedEx. Uh, they were the 170. They were 174th in the Directors Cup. Here's the thing: prior to the last two years, they've stink at football. But they've got Justin Timberlake. Yeah, man, <laughs> we have Imagine Dragons. Okay, 
since 1964, how many how many eight plus win seasons do you think Memphis has had? It's a total of six. Eight plus? Wait, 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 wait. Not ten win seasons. Not ten win. Eight win. Six Th- since when? If you don't have Justin Fuente and Paxton Lynch, you have stunk. You have stunk. And that includes a win over BYU in Miami. We were there. We remember. But does – okay, here's the thing. If Memphis gets in, is there free shipping for everyone in the Big 12? If so, I, I want Memphis. That's the only reason I would want Memphis. <laughs> like free shipping for everybody, I'm in. So Memphis has FedEx. They've got money. This is interesting, right? These major you, cards. Listen, are they the friend that has a boat? Yes. Okay, I don't yes. own a boat. I don't really want to own a boat, but I want the friend that owns a boat. And they've got every major the, like video game system. they like, that friend. The indoor yes. basketball court. Yeah, if there's four, I want Memphis. <laughs> but not for two, okay? Okay. Politics, geography, <laughs> money, and backing from FedEx is Memphis's big playing card. The boat friend. And finally, who's behind door number four? <laughs> This Big 12 expansion, Canada has produced 26 conference titles, a Fiesta Bowl appearance in 2010, but just six bowl appearances. However, they are really good at basketball with four men's NCAA tournament championships and 11 women's championships, including the last four straight. That said, Wikipedia doesn't even recognize their made-up rivalry with the University of Central Florida. (laughs) Meet the Yukon Huskies. (laughs) Yukon's an interesting case, isn't it? Because... They are in a situation where they're like, hey, look at us for New York, a la Rutgers in the, yes. in the old ACC. And how's, that, how's that working out for the Big Ten with Rutgers? They don't own New York. Come on. No single entity owns New York. You know what I mean? Not even the Yankees own New York, per se. It's although not a that's college huge. town. Right. It's not a college town. So, so that's a bit of an exaggeration. 58th in the Director's Cup. They have bad football. I mean, like, really, really bad football. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. UConn, in their history, has one 10-win season. One. I don't wow. remember when it was. They used to be in the Big East. I know they got into the Fiesta Bowl, lost by 28 to Oklahoma. They were 8-5 and five that They year. haven't even been an they FBS tied. program for that long. UConn football just stinks. BYU's beaten them the last two seasons. Do you know how many 10-win seasons BYU has had the last 10 years? Five, by the way. Wow. 16 total. They stink at football. I know that hoops is big, and that's awesome. But what? if you're not even good at football, you shouldn't be a leader in the clubhouse in this conversation at all. They, couldn't they be good at football, Jerem, with all that money? Yeah, better right money. Who wants to go to Connecticut to play football? Basketball, I get it. Totally. You got to pick one of these four candidates. Who are you going with, Jerem? I Jerem? go with Cincy. I go with the travel partner. Um, I go with getting into Ohio. I go with... Stretching east a little bit. I know Fox likes – Fox has a strong West Coast presence. Not a lot on the East Coast, right? Cincinnati's my pick because they're a consistent, uh, decent football program. I like the location. Trout partner with West Virginia. All good. I am right there with you. Cincinnati is my pick 100% for all of the reasons that you have presented. They bring some cachet and a brand-new region to the Big 12. That said – that said – if you want to keep Texas happy, maybe you have to go with Houston. Maybe it might and, have that, to. and that's a big deal. You want to keep the major power component of the conference, the University of Texas, happy. And they're pushing for Houston. So maybe you See, have to concede there. Houston throws in a dangerous wrinkle for BYU. 
Because if Cincinnati, if Cincinnati's like, okay, we're going to get the travel partner in Houston, if they only did two, there's a shot BYU then gets that, left out. That Even would if be, they make the most yeah. sense because politics are important. Coming up, David Pick of Bleacher Report talks Jimmer Mania hitting China. But first, Chip Brown of HornsDigest.com. He chimes in from deep in the heart of Texas. How do those Texas politics really influence expansion? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right this second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And you know the drill. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hang out with us on Friday. We will get you ready for BYU Fall Camp, which begins in just two days. Noon Eastern time, same regular time. For a full hour, we will get you ready for BYU football fall camp, a new era of Cougar football under new head coach Kalani Satake. Our Twitter question today is a doozy. If you are the Big 12, what team would you pair with BYU in conference expansion? Seen through the blue goggles, of course. <laughs> At Twiggy or Stone says, one of those power six teams. I don't think it matters which one. <laughs> they all seem about the same. The you power s- six. That's great. <laughs> What's up, Mike Oresco? Use the hashtag <laughs> BYUSN. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Chip Brown, a man who is in the heart of Texas, and he is kind of ingesting all of this Big 12 talk with a burnt orange lens, if you will. Chip, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation. What's going on? Man, we, we want to know what's going on in Texas. First of all, when you hear the words Big 12 expansion – what happens to your body? <laughs> I reach for the tongue, you know, and start just start chugging. Um, especially this one. I mean, this one has just uh, some "Are you kidding me?" facets to it in terms of you know it it really being a, about TV revenue and trying to execute a clause in the the Big Twelve TV partners contract that calls for an equal share of revenue for, you know, any school added. And there's no question that the Big 12 presidents and chancellors were presented with data that shows, you know, that if they had done nothing in 12 years, they would be $20 million per school behind the Big Ten and SEC in television revenue. And I think that hits schools like Iowa State, Kansas State, um, West Virginia, you know, obviously harder than than Texas and and maybe Oklahoma, but still, um, it hits everybody. I mean, it's it's an arms race, and Texas is uh, a, a you know a central figure in this thing for a lot of reasons because it's got a lot of you know cachet and and brand recognition, but. You know, they're anchored in that Big 12 by their deal with ESPN for the Longhorn Network. And that was ESPN's plan. I mean, everyone's like, oh, that's a disaster. They should get out of the contract. Well, ESPN made it to 2030. You know, staggered from the Tier 1 and Tier 2 deals that are over in 25 to keep Texas in the Big 12 because the, the – contract for that third tier network is graduated right now it's 10 million it averages 15 million the big money is in the back end of that contract Mm. so unless espn says you know what we're good which they never will 
because they want Texas to stay in the Big 12, this is where we are. There's so much to wrap your arms around in all of this conversation. Articles coming out related to ESPN and uh, Fox, you know, saying uh, they might not be happy uh, with with what's going on. What impact do you think the TV rights holders will have on expansion in the Big 12, Chip? Well, I, from what I'm hearing, ESPN, I think, would be supportive of BYU going to the Big 12 because, obviously, ESPN operates. BYU's network, and they could, you know, consolidate. I hear Fox would be happy with Houston or Cincinnati because Fox doesn't have great college football presence in Houston or Cincinnati. And so, you know, if it was just, that everything would be fine right it'd be BYU and Cincinnati move on be done but then there's the elephant in the room which is the University of Houston um and I knew the second that the Big 12 presidents and chancellors voted to actively evaluate two to four expansion candidates that the political muscle in the state of Texas from Houston, which includes the governor and the lieutenant governor, <laughs> um, we're going to be all over Texas to make sure that Houston got into the Big 12. And that's how politics is played in Texas. That's how Baylor got into the Big 12 in 1996. The lieutenant governor, Bob Bullock, was a Baylor grad. The, the Senate Higher Education Committee chairman, was a Baylor grad, and they basically muscled you know, Baylor into the Big 12 ahead of Houston. On paper, Houston should have been the school that was added in, in 96, but that's not how it went because of the politics. Chip Brown with us, writer for HornsDigest.com, on BYU Sports Nation discussing Big 12 expansion. This is, I mean, it is wild. So because of the political clout and muscle that's being flexed in favor of Houston and David Bourne having gone on you know, record in the past saying that he'd be interested in Cincinnati and BYU, how do you see all of this shaking out, Chip? Is it going to be a two-team expansion or a four-team expansion? That's the million-dollar question. I mean, I think, I think the majority of not the – okay, you need a supermajority for – expansion. You need eight votes of ten. The simple majority, I think, would be in favor of you know BYU and Cincinnati. Um, and I think there are some in Texas who feel like, okay, we we you know we tried. Um, but you've got a new president and a new chancellor at Texas. They are getting pressure from the governor, the lieutenant governor, who obviously have a say over their budget in the legislature. And I think they are feeling compelled to try to get Houston into the Big 12. And so I think that is the only thing holding this up right now is the debate between two versus four. Um, Okay, Texas, if we help you get Houston in, what are you willing to give? And and the TV partners are trying to figure out two versus four. Um, I mean, that is 
literally what is going on right now. And if it's two, um, you know, I think, well, <laughs> I mean, if they're going to play ball with Texas and Houston is, is one of them, then it's going to come down to, you know, boring and everyone else picking probably either or Cincinnati or BYU. If it's four, I think it's, you know, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and probably right now Memphis, because FedEx is really stepping up on behalf of Memphis from, you know, saying that they would sponsor the new Big 12 title game that comes back in in 2017 to, I'm hearing, even fronting, um, you know, the television revenue for Memphis so that they don't have to take any share for a year or two. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of wheeling and dealing that's going on and and creates a bit of a wild card for that fourth um, position if they expand by four. You You know, I'm talking to people who I think are aligned with OU and probably the simple majority of the conference that would be willing to, to go to four. Um, and then there's Texas, which I think is trying to, you know, not make this thing look like it's just a money grab and are the candidates being talked about worthy. And, you know, you can make arguments for Memphis and UConn gives you the New York, whatever, Northeast, television market to a degree, and then Orlando, Central Florida, largest TV market without a pro team. You can make all those arguments, um, but right now I think if it was four, it would be BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Memphis. So, but again, is it going to be two or is it going to be four? (laughs) The $20 million question, in fact, per year. Uh, Chip... Who has more influence in what happens here, Texas or, say, ESPN and Fox or somebody else? A lot of it's going to depend on, you know, what are you willing to to say about the future? You know, what are you, are you looking to stay in the Big 12? And I think everyone's got to read each other on that. Um, that's where the TV partners are going to are going to probably ask for something, you know, an extension of television rights, an extension of grant of rights, something to assure that if they throw out a bunch of money that they're going to get something on the back end. And that's another thing that I've been told, you know, Texas would be leery of because if you expand and let's say the the candidates don't flourish in football and it looks like a watered-down version of the Big 12 or a puffed-up version of the American Athletic Conference, then those who have other Power 5 options will probably take them. Chip Brown, writer for HornsDigest.com, with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. I mean, you have a, you have a good idea of the pulse of Texas Longhorn Athletics in general. How do they view BYU? 
Do they want BYU in the Big 12 when they compare BYU to all of the other expansion candidates? I think there was a time where they absolutely wanted BYU. I mean, I think it goes back to 2010, and I remember the first conversation I had uh, because, you know, I was involved in that story back then, and every conversation involved BYU. And, and then there were, you know, BYU got hesitant, uh, and probably rightfully so, because the Big 12 was teetering. And, you know, they, they held together after the summer of 2010, but then A&M and Missouri bolted in 11, and it looked like the Big 12 could collapse again. And, and then, you know, they end up adding West Virginia and TCU. So you got new players, and I think that helps. Um, I think that helps BYU, honestly. I mean, the new players at Texas are wild cards. Greg Fenvis, the school president, um, and Admiral William McRaven, the chancellor who was the head of you know, special operations in our country, oversaw the raid on Osama bin Laden. Um, these are new players in this discussion. So we're all trying to read it. We're all trying to figure out where Greg Fenvis is on this, and and that's you know that's a, another big variable in this. How about Oklahoma? They they seem to be playing a little tug of war, and maybe this is historical uh, with Texas in terms of hey, we have a voice here too. Uh, what's the relationship like between Oklahoma and Texas when it comes to the power plays made in the conference? Well, it's it's it used to be great. Obviously, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma formed the Big 12 back in 96. Athletic directors Donnie Duncan at OU and Galastas at Texas. And it was always great until Galastas left and Steve Patterson came in. And Patterson completely ignored the relationship with Oklahoma. And I think that's when David Bourne really started, you know, really getting into the pulpit and, and, and sounding, you know, his his thoughts and desires, and and now Greg Fenvis is trying to to patch that relationship up at a time where you know the the conference's future is is in the balance. So it's like, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, let's get to know each other really well because we got this really big decision we got to come up with here. <laughs> that, you, know, you know, may make or break the Big Twelve. So it's. I think it's a relationship where both sides have been willing to, uh, you know, put in the effort to, to meet halfway. But there's no question that David Bourne wants Texas to meet halfway now because everyone is beholden to Texas, um, I mean, in terms of happiness. And that's, that's a tricky deal for David Bourne because – um, he didn't get the Longhorn Network money. He didn't, you know, Texas is the only one who got that. And that's, they're the only ones who will ever get a deal like that uh, uh, for a third-tier, you know, for third-tier content. I mean, that's $15 million a year is what Notre Dame was being paid by NBC for its football games when the Longhorn Network was done. I mean, think about that. Um, so... 
I think that's what David Warren is looking for. If if we're going to help you, Texas, with Houston, what are you willing to give? Are you willing to extend something? Uh, TV rights, grant of rights, to show that you'll stay in the in the Big 12. I mean, the Longhorn Network contract runs through 2030. It might not seem like such a stretch to to extend some rights at least to 2030, but, you know, all the Power 5, Tier 1, and 2 deals are coming up, you know, right around 24. And I think everyone wants to be nimble because Netflix is coming and Amazon's coming and everybody's trying to read the direction of of media rights in this country. And, and so everybody's trying to stay nimble. Chip, it's been great to talk to you again. This is just a crazy, very fluid situation. And I know a lot of BYU fans are hoping that uh, we have future conversations with you as co-members of the Big 12. Well, and I said something on my radio show where I was talking about driving through the mountains to get to Provo, and here's how much of an idiot I am. I actually drove to uh, Park City (laughs) and then came down through the Wasatch Mountains. So I'm like, oh, it's beautiful, all these mountains. So I should not have uh, talked about the drive to Provo because obviously from Salt Lake there's an interstate that takes you right there. (laughs) (laughs) It happens, you know. But no, I love Spark City. I love the Wasatch Mountains. It's beautiful. And nothing wrong with taking the scenic route, Chip. BYU's hoping to take the scenic route to the Big 12. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Chip, thanks for the time, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. If you are the Big 12, what team would you pair with BYU in conference expansion at JJ Fuller 72 says Cincinnati because they are the second best addition for the Big 12. And stop at 12. Stronger conference equals better for BYU. And you know, uh, at JJ Fuller 72, he's the one that's been out in front with all the numbers related to BYU. In fact, he was uh, interviewed by Paul Feinbaum on his show about BYU. Because he's done so much legwork with and, and numbers, it was, and, and he did it's it, amazing. He did it years ago, and so now that the uh, expansion era of the Big 12 again uh, has happened. He's been in the forefront on Twitter, so he's a good follow spitting out good numbers about BYU. It's the spreadsheet of awesomeness for all BYU fans. (laughs) Coming up, more of your Big 12 expansion selections from our Twitter machine. Who do you pair with BYU in Big 12 expansion? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And the BYU TV app is on demand, and it's free. Check it out on many devices, Apple TV, Roku, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and so on and so forth, iOS, Android. Check it out. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football fall camp starts in two days. All players report tomorrow. Tune into BYU Sports Nation on Friday for our fall camp preview, and we will cover anything and everything you need to know during the during the fall during fall camp and yeah. leading up to game number one. This is gonna get you ready for fall camp, and then throughout fall camp we'll get you ready for the season. In fact, we've been getting you ready for the season for like two hundred and sixty days or whatever. So yeah, we're all over it, okay? <laughs> BYU ranks thirty fourth in the Associated Press all time college football poll, which is a compilation of all AP rankings since nineteen thirty six. This is written in here, so I'll read it. Utah's ranked sixty fourth. Oh, fancy that. 
they were included. Uh. Weber State announced its men's basketball schedule. The Wildcats play the Cougars in the Marriott Center on December 7th. And women's soccer is 16th in the NSCAA preseason rankings. They'll face four top 25 teams in 2016, including number two, Penn State. We just talked to Chip Brown of HornsDigest.com, a guy who has a very loud microphone in the heart of Big 12 country in Austin. He is well entrenched with a bunch of higher-ups in the University of Texas. He gave us his four expansion candidates, if indeed it is four. And then he kind of was hesitant about BYU if it went down to two. Not saying that they wouldn't get in, but Cincinnati and Houston going as the two teams is a real possibility. Let's talk about a terrible thing, people. Uh in, in the 90s, 94, 96, BYU had a shot at getting into the new Big 12. Great shot. Uh, but Baylor did. And as you recall, prior to one RG3, uh, Baylor football was really, really bad. Now it's a player, and now it's in the news uh, for other things. Um, but, but BYU wasn't included at that time. The Texas governor, Ann Richards, at the time, endorsed the Baylor Bears. Now... Houston is getting that kind of endorsement, and there is a possibility that BYU does not get in if it's only two because of said politics. That would be terrible. The similarities are certainly disconcerting. Let's not dwell on that, Jerem, <laughs> and talk about some basketball now. David Pick on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline broke the news about Jimmer signing with the Shanghai Sharks in the Chinese Basketball Association is joining us I believe from Israel, so we are going international. David, welcome to BYU Sports World. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Great. We're feeling good, and uh, I think there are a lot of people excited about the prospect of Jimmer Fredette getting to put on his show in the Chinese Basketball Association. How did you hear about this deal, and when did you decide to go public with it? Um, well, you know, when you have a story about Jimmer, it's not really something you sleep on and weigh how long can I keep it before it explodes because, you know, everyone's just all over Jim or whatever he does because of the phenomenon he was in college. So really when I got it from one of my Chinese sources, I just ran with it. I didn't even have time to confirm with his agency or to, to shoot him a text. I just ran with it uh, because I trusted the source. You know, a few days ago I broke that Carlos Boozer was going to sign it. So I have a really uh, well-established, I guess, sources in China. So, you know, I had full confidence in them. And when they gave me the Jimmer story, um, I ran with it because I wasn't really surprised given that, um, you know, he had a few auditions with teams before the summer league and there were rumbles about him heading over to Europe uh, a season ago, whether it would be Italy or somewhere else. So I wasn't really um, blown away by the fact that he was making this transition. I think it was time for him to do so. And, you know, I ran with it, and I'm glad that it materialized into a deal for him. Anytime Jimmer is mentioned, it seems like it just it just explodes, right? It just gets a lot Absolutely. of... Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you got 192 Absolutely. retweets, I think, on that, and then everyone's tweeting about it. So were you surprised by the reaction about um, Jimmer Fredette? Yeah, you know what? I was. You know, it really got a lot more traffic than, you know, the story, like I mentioned, Carlos Boozer or Andrew Gaudelock, who was in China last year and finished the NBA season with the Houston Rockets and signed with one of the perennial powerhouses in, uh, in Europe, Maccabi Tel Aviv. I think he barely scratched 70 retweets. And this is a guy who Kobe dubbed Mini Mamba. Yeah. So, you know, any, anything that revolves around Jimmer, I guess, you know, you really nailed it. You hit it on the head. 
he can go, you know, Jimmer spotted at McDonald's or whatnot, and, and you'll get 500 retweets right there just because it's Jimmer. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. David Pick joining us, talking Jimmer Fredette and Jimmer Mania hitting China. How are the Shanghai Sharks in terms of a competitive basketball team, and, and what kind of experience do you anticipate Jimmer will get there with that team? Well, that's a good question. Um, for you know, I love that that Jim Romania phrase you just threw out there. Um, it's so true. But the Shanghai Sharks, they kind of suck. Um, <laughs> they did, uh, <laughs> you know, truth be told, um, since uh, 2008, they only made the playoffs three times. Their last championship run was in 2002, which is over a decade ago. Uh, but but Yao Ming has a resume of signing solid NBA players, talking about guys who were on his team from Gilbert Arenas to Delonte West, Michael Beasley, last year A.J. Price. Um, so he really does have that kind of credentials where he, he knows what names to choose. And, you know, the funny story is why I mentioned Mini Mamba and Gautelot before is because they were really um, debating or they were mulling over which guard we're going to sign because they already have the draft and stash from Boston, uh, Gershon Yabusela, who's going there next season. So Jimmer is going to be pairing up with him over there. Every team in China only has two Americans. Um, they play 48-minute basketball, four quarters. Um, there's a rule there where you, both your foreigners can only be on the court together for two quarters. Hmm. And then the other two quarters, they alternate. Either Jimmer plays or the other guy plays. So teams normally played both foreigners. They'll play Jimmer and Gershon probably the second and fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I was, as I was saying, so Yao Ming and the team, they were considering between Andrew Gaudelok and Jimmer Fredette. Gaudelok, it would be a returning guard to China. His offer was $1.5 Jimmer, I believe, is somewhere between the $1 million and $1.2 million range. And, and it's a surprise because Gaudelok is a bigger name. He's more experienced. He has high Euro experience as well, as opposed to a Jimmer who's a rookie. So I think the Gautelot camp, uh, the China camp, the China people, you know, they were surprised with this decision. I hope it doesn't backfire on the Shanghai Sharks and Yao Ming. But to answer your question in short, I do think Jimmer is going to get buckets out there just because the Chinese aren't really big on defense, just because I know that game is a lot more like the NBA up and down, fast-paced, less strategies. But he'll have obstacles, you know, no doubt he'll have obstacles. One of them would be that the coach is Chinese. He does not speak a word of English. So timeouts and locker rooms and stuff like that, Jimmer will have a translator. So, you know, imagine crunch time down the stretch, one possession game, coach is yelling his head off, 10,000 people in the stands, and Jimmer's trying to understand what the coach wants from a translator. <laughs> so those are some of the scenarios that he's going to have to adjust to. There's only one phrase he needs to learn. Uh, what's Chinese for give me the dang ball, uh, I think, is what, what he needs to learn. I know. So only two foreigners. That's interesting because I noticed A.J. Price was a featured guard, if I'm not mistaken, last year for the Shanghai Sharks. Put up 30 a game, played 43 minutes, 21 right. shots a game. It would seem like a lot of that could go to Jimmer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the guards who come in there come to dominate. Uh, Jordan Crawford, who's a former NBA guard, averaged 43 points a game. Uh, Jonathan Gibson, who just signed with the Mavericks, a three-year deal, uh, strolled around Europe, and he was in there uh, last year, 42 points a game. Marshawn Brooks, I'm sure you remember Marshawn Brooks from around the association. 
he averaged 35 points a game. So they bring in these guys to put up buckets. Do I think if Jimmer puts up numbers, it'll get him back in the league? No, because a lot of other guys have done so, and they're not back in the NBA. But, you know, he'll have to take this team really far in the playoffs. Doing so with the rookie in Gershon, him himself being an overseas first-timer, um, that can some success can be, um, you know, eye-opening to NBA teams where he's adaptable, where he can adjust the situations that are really hard. He can show maturity. I think those are the things that teams will measure because everyone knows he can get buckets, whether it being in the desert in Israel, in Asia, or in the NBA. David, it's great to talk to you. We wish you safe travels internationally, and we appreciate the insight into Jimmer Fredette playing in China. Thank you for having me, guys. No problem. You got it. David Pick on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Is that our first interview from Israel? Has to be, right? That's awesome. He Great insight, by the way, from him on the Chinese Basketball League, the CBA uh, Association. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette will get buckets. What did I say, 18 yesterday? He's going to average like 30. And make between 1 to $1.2 million per year. Those timeouts are going to be fun, man. Huh? <laughs> what? Just give me the ball. Up next, how many Cougars are getting ready to head to Rio? And which team do you have joining BYU in the Big 12 expansion? Nihau, pass me the ball. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Come hang out with us. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. We just talked to David Pick from Israel. Oh, yeah, baby. He is the guy that broke the story on Jimmer Fredette signing with the Shanghai Sharks in China, has information on how much Jimmer's going to make, and he expects him to get buckets. Now, in, in journalism, you want multiple sources. You check. You make sure. He said he did not because he knew that was such a big story. He ran with it. He's like, I trusted the source. I ran with it. Everyone around basketball, even in, uh, in the States here, <laughs> ran with that too. So it's like one dude from one source in China. Yeah, explosion. Hey, uh, follow us on social media, especially we're getting closer to fall camp. You're going to want to hang with us at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then BYUSN on Snapchat. And then uh, coming soon, you're going to want to follow us on Facebook because we are using Facebook Live to make sure you have the latest and greatest from fall camp. If you missed the interview with David Pick, that's reason enough to download the podcast and check it out. But what about Chip Brown of HornsDigest.com talking about Big 12 expansion and how BYU fits into the picture in terms of the University of Texas viewing the Cougars coming to the Big 12? He said a couple of interesting things. And uh, the first one I'm going to bring up is that Longhorn Network contract is averaged out at $15 million per year. It is backloaded. I did not know that, which means in the latter years of that contract, Texas is going to get $20 million from per ES- year per year from ESPN. That's what on top of the Big Twelve money, which is twenty million a year through twenty twenty. Why would they ever leave forty million per year between the Longhorn Network and the Big Twelve? At least, not to mention more revenue from a Big Twelve championship game. Here's one way they could leave: they make more in another conference. Now, the Big Ten is going to start paying its schools in the forties in the next several years. I believe it's like a li- it's a little bit out, but that's a lot of that's a lot of cabbage, bro. But they are a big fish in a little pond. Why if would you they will. Why would they go somewhere else and feel like not as big of a deal? They almost did to the Pac-12, but maybe it was just a ploy to then get ESPN gave them what they money. wanted. Yeah, holy cow! 
How big of a fish is BYU in its own geographic pond? Makes you wonder. It's unique nationally. Yeah. It absolutely is. And they've got a great following in the state of Arizona. Countdown to the Wildcats. 31 days. We're a month away, Jerem. One month, people. We're a hey, month away. One month. From a game. From yes. a BYU football game. Now I'm getting excited. Hey, we just got this tweet in. Uh, from, <laughs> oh, is it? was it taken away? Some Chinese characters. Okay, here well, it is. For passing at, oh, here it is. Dang ball. At J Barber BYU. Give me the ball equals Bakui Jewo. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start yelling that. Pick, so, pick I don't. It's all tonal. Glade, well, what'd it's you say? T- it's tonal, so I could have said something totally different. Yeah. It depends on you're trying. You're trying to read Chinese with Bakui Jewo with a Korean background. <laughs> Good luck. Up next, where BYU ranks in college football history. And how BYU women's soccer sacks up with the rest of the country. It's the Cougar Whip Around. Bucky J. Wolf. Pass me the ball. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Bucky J. Wolf. Flip it. Whip it's it. time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. I thought that was cute. My bad. Fall camp starts in two days. All players report tomorrow. Tune in to BYU Sports Nation for our fall camp preview on Friday. We'll get you ready for camp. Also, BYU ranks 34th. In the AP All-Time College Football Poll, which is a compilation of all AP rankings since 1936. Men's basketball. Weber State and BYU are going to play in the Marriott Center on December 7th. Soccer. Is ranked 16th in the NSCAA preseason rankings. They'll face four top 25 teams in 2016, including tw- including number two Penn State. They are practicing as we speak. Cougars in the Olympics. Four current or former Cougars represented in the Summer Olympics. Start Friday, Taylor Sander in volleyball, Jared Ward in the marathon, Tatenda Sumba for Zimbabwe in the 200-meter dash, and Casey Patterson in beach volleyball. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund went two for four with a double home run and five RBIs. Whoa, yesterday for the single eight Burlington Bees. Baseball. Daniel Schneeman, four for five with a run scored. Keaton Kringlin, one for four with two runs scored for the Chico Heat in the Great West League. Colton Shaver, one for three with a couple of RBI. Or the Wareham Gateman in the Cape Cod League. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen of the Kansas City Chiefs has a foot sprain and did not practice yesterday or earlier today. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Bubbles me! Of course Woo! it is. If you are the Big 12 and you would want to pair a team with BYU in conference expansion, who would it be? Our elite tweet of the day from at Nate Rick says, Utah State, just make Ute fans even more angrier. That they're already then they're already going to be. They're going to be angry. That's right. Thanks, Chip Brown, David Pick, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, the audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Jan Hall and Cameron Black. BYU Sports Station back to work at noon Eastern. But she get what?